Hey y'all, James here before the show starts to tell you about 2023's MLM Pod Patreon Pledge Drive, taking place live at twitch.tv forward slash mostly speaking Sentai on April 15th, starting at 9 a.m. What is it, you wonder? Well, in an attempt to get you to subscribe to patreon.com forward slash MLM Pod, where you can listen to our premium content like This Existed, engaged with Nicolas Cage, most speaking Sentai After Dark and so much more, I'll be streaming live until we get to 40 patrons or I pass out. Starting now, for every 10 new patrons we get, I'll be doing the extremely spicy Pocky One Chip Challenge. That goes for $1 patrons, $5 patrons, and $10 patrons, so go subscribe now. The live stream will include video games, watch-alongs of Lost Luchadoras and Stick It in Detroit, a live recording of Formulaic with R2 Shelby 2, me working out, showing as much skin as Twitch's terms of service will allow, call-ins, music making, and more. So again, that's Saturday, April 15th, starting at 9 a.m. to question mark, twitch.tv forward slash mostly speaking Sentai. Go subscribe now to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod to make sure the party starts off hectic with me eating a lot of spicy chips. Now, enjoy some good Marshland Media podcasting. Toodaloos! I'm Shelby. <laughs> and I'm James. <laughs> this is Formulaic. Formulaic. Woo! James, we're here together, you and me. First zero episode, proof of concept, hopefully. I mean, we're proving something. Yeah, we're proving that we can open up a script writing program and interior day, Scooby. We, we're doing exactly that and nothing more. Oh, my no, God. We're also proving that we can carry on a conversation uh, between the two of us. Yes. For the uh, length of a podcast. This is also interior day Scooby. That means we're inside Scooby-Doo. Oh, OK. You remember that that Marx Brothers quote? I keep wanting to call him Karl Marx. That's not his name. Groucho Marx. He said that outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog, it's too dark to read. Ooh. And that's what it reminded me of. If we go inside Scooby, we can't read the script. So before we do that, we should shed a light uh -huh. inside this dog and tell people what we're talking about on this podcast. Yeah, we should. I do want to say one real quick thing. Magic School Bus, we should do that someday. But <laughs> no one ever comments on how well lit the inside of a child is. Because it's not dark. <laughs> it's not like they make a point to say, hey, the Magic School Bus is illuminated with glow sticks. That's fascinating. I'd never thought about it before, but you're right. Uh -huh. Why can they see inside that child? You shouldn't, unless they have blaring lights on the mattress that yeah. he's laying on. Actually, the, the magic of the school bus 
is that it has really powerful headlights. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or you get magic eyes like you're a elven warrior or dwarf, whoever the fuck can see well in D&D. Yeah. What do your elf eyes see? A splinter inside this child's body. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That was, ju- that was it? They were going for a splinter? I don't remember, to be honest. A little rat boy hanging out, raising four boys? Well, speaking of magic school bus uh-huh. and mentioning that we might do that someday, what we're going to do with it is what we're doing on this podcast, mm-hmm. which is take these shows that we all know and love and have a very distinct formula, figure out what that formula is, and then write our own stinking episode of the show right here in your podcasting network. Yeah. Also, these aren't spec scripts because, oh boy, it is the intent that someone will buy them from us. It's not on (laughs) speculation. No, no, no. This isn't Death of Superman. This is cold, hard cash. We are absolutely getting paid for every second we spend Mm -hmm. on this. Uh huh. And I really wanted to do this because back on another show I do, mostly speak in Sentai, we did a show reviewing episode by episode of Los Luchadores. And everyone who came on rightfully said the show has issues. It can be very racist at times that just like how early 2000s could do it where they're like, we're being very inclusive and it's like no you're just playing off stereotypes guys but a lot of people would say these could take i don't know 15 minutes to write and i was like it's gonna take longer than that and on an episode by myself because no one wanted to be on the show with me that week (laughs) but you gotta put out content baby I said, okay, I'm going to give myself 15 minutes and try and outline an entire episode by ad libs. I just did word randomization. And guess what? Under 15 minutes, I was able to outline an entire thing. So I've always had this idea to give us an hour and 30. Let's see if we can write a 22, even though Scooby-Doo is uh, probably 19 tops, page script. And that's what we're going to do today. Mm-hmm. You know, James, I got to say, I I don't know how often I've written a 22-page anything. So I'm glad you're here to bounce it out. Yeah, yeah. We Between the two of us, we got 19 and a, nine and a half pages in us. Hell yeah. I think we can get to 10. I believe in us. We just got to get a lot of dialogue uh-huh. in there. Man, maybe we should have started out with the Yogi Bear show. Do you, are you just more familiar with that? or No, they're eight pages long. <laughs> Hell yeah. I think that we can have a variable length script. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we should should lock ourselves into our own formula mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because oh, people are out there. They're writing scripts. They're following Save the Cat to, the, to a T. Guess what? Everything's boring. We don't want to see it. This is us. This is our podcast. We're following a formula, but we're doing it in a creative way because yeah. we're creative people. We're also a little bit crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Also, we could write The Shot Lingers for 10 seconds because, yeah, a lot of old Scooby-Doo did that. That's true. We can build that in there. It's like when you're doing a college essay and you change all of the period font size 
to 14. Whoa! Leave the rest 12 so that it looks a little longer. I just did a bunch of adjectives to make sure it it (laughs) made it longer. No, I I literally committed fraud. I don't think that's fraud. (laughs) I once wrote a paper for high school, an essay, in how to, like, explain how to do something. And it was how to BS an essay And it truly was like, hey, this is how I BS all the essays to get that word count up. And this is a step by step. And my teacher was like, wow, yeah, I now uh, I see it in all of your papers now. (laughs) And you, because of that essay, now have a writing gig on SNL. Congratulations. I'm kidding. (laughs) That SNL sounds like a nightmare. (laughs) I don't like staying up past 11 p.m. No, yeah, it's way too late, and it's like, why? And they have to do all the work last minute because it's live. Mm -hmm. It sounds horrible. I wouldn't want to work there. I would want to make a bunch of money Yeah, and be famous. Here's what you do. Uh, Hire some more writers, okay? (laughs) That's it. Maybe some writers who are also podcasters and and understand how to find the formula of a show and then Mm -hmm. copy it in a big, goofy way. Yeah. So let's begin with Scooby-Oo. Scooby-Oo, Scooby-Ooby-Oo, where are you? Yes, so we are discussing the series that premiered on September 13th, 1969, the summer of love. (laughs) What's your experience with with this first iteration of Scooby-Doo? Watching back on this, because I have Boomerang, so I watch back on all of these shows, I realized that this wasn't the show that I watched so much of. It really was the scrappy stuff and now understanding programming for television, especially children's programming. Cartoon Network just played the shit out of the new Scooby-Doo movies because they were an hour-long segments. So you were getting the meets Batman, the meets Harlem Globetrotters, which there are three episodes where they meet the Harlem Globetrotters. (laughs) It's insane. But this one... It's beautifully drawn. The backgrounds. uh, Yeah. I could go on forever about Hanna-Barbera, how they worked around making animation, but we don't have time for that. Why don't we have time for that? Okay, well, if (laughs) I don't know the exact quotes, but let's say a normal 22-minute long show would take, let's say, 50,000 frames of animation. I don't know if that's the right one. But Hanna-Barbera, by using their, I forget the exact name that they gave it, but it was like eased animation. They were able to cut down to about like 25,000 frames because they would... If you look at all Hanna-Barbera characters, they all have like a defined collar, like an ascot. Yogi Bear literally is a bear with a dickie and a tie on. And that's because (laughs) they if someone was running, they could keep the head stationary and not have to do that and then just loop the animation of the bear running. And if the bear needed to talk, hey, we have the bear running. It doesn't need to be. A completely different animation every single time. It is the bear running. We can always loop that. We have that animation for any time he runs and then so on and so forth. If you look at Scooby-Doo, where are you? And also, let me jump in here, just add a little extra flavor. 
all of the Hanna-Barbera characters with collars have that disease that the lady with the green scarf had, where Mm. if you take it off, your head falls off. Oh, yeah, baby. They also have that dick nose from like movie 34 or something, 43. (laughs) I think that was that. (laughs) Maybe? Or am I thinking of the pig nose? I don't know. I'm thinking uh, Hugh Jackman had a scarf on because he had a bald chin. Got it. And then I'm conflating it with Penelope. I remember you explaining that a number of frames thing. And I'm like, where? Why was I in a car listening to James explain this? Because I listened to an episode of either Shuffle in the Deck or Mostly Speak and Sentai that he's talked about. I love bringing that stuff up. I've read their biographies, their autobiographies. I don't know why there's not documentaries about Hanna-Barbera because they were so pivotal in television animation and they beat out Disney and all other production studios when they worked for MGM with Tom and Jerry for short form animated at the Oscars. They were they I believe they still are for short form animation. The top dogs of winning and nominated for that that uh, or I for not studios, but for single characters like Mickey Mouse never fucking had a chance. Tom and Jerry all the way. (laughs) I want to see the the threat James is writing into Disney that says Mickey Mouse never had a fucking chance. Uh (laughs) They open their mail and they just have postcards upon postcards from somewhere in the Midwest sending these. (laughs) Uh, Barbara has in his book, he's like, you know, I focused on characters. Characters can carry a show. They need to be well-defined in order for people to keep coming back. That's why Scooby-Doo has been around since the 60s. And then he said, but when you look at Disney, Goofy, a character, Donald Duck can hold a show. Mickey Mouse Mickey Mouse is trash. Like, he can't do... He's just... He's a logo for the company. Nothing else, nothing more. I love that take. And obviously, we're going to be in for a lot of Hanna-Barbera dick sucking in this show. Oh, yeah. (laughs) If you look in my room, there are little shrines in different areas to Hanna-Barbera. I love them. They're fucking great. Ooh, baby, let's get into this formula. Wait, I don't get to talk about me and Scooby-Doo. Go for it. Thank you, James. You, I said we didn't have time to discuss the frames per second. Why wouldn't we have time? We've literally been recording for like 15 minutes and we're already farther along than you have ever been in a podcast at this point. The goal is to write the script. We're not to that yet. (laughs) We'll be fine. Okay. So me and Scooby-Doo, this show, when I went back to watch it, For this podcast, Mm -hmm. I realized that this was such a comfort show to me. It is, like you said, beautifully drawn. The formula makes it so relaxing to watch. I was like dozing off watching it, and I felt like I was a child. I watched Scooby-Doo all the time, including this. Was This was on a lot for me. I don't know Mm -hmm. why. I watched the, the newer ones also, but I watched it so much that when I was having nightmares every night, my parents threatened to take away Scooby-Doo from me because they thought it was causing my nightmares. And I was like, no, I'll stop complaining about nightmares. I will not stop watching Scooby-Doo. I'll still have the nightmares. You just won't know I'm having them. Exactly. Exactly. I was willing to put up with it for my my guy, Scoob. Mm -hmm. 
And that brings us to the formula. Yes. As we were saying, this was the CBS's Saturday morning cartoon block, Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? It was produced by Hanna-Barbera and created by Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, two people that you really don't hear about. When you think of Scooby-Doo, you think Hanna-Barbera, but Joe Ruby and Ken Spears, baby. It follows a team of mystery-solving teens known as Shaggy, Velma, Daphne, and Fred with their best friend, a talking dog, Scooby-Doo. What a description. And I'm wondering if there are people out there who are going to hear this and not know what Scooby-Doo is before. Okay, very quick tangent. Nicole and I handed out candy for the first time in Chicago this this previous year, and I wanted to be known as a legend. So I had a lot of king-size candy bars— And I gave them out to like teens or, or, you know, like tweens who would come around and I'd be like, there you go. To the point where later on some kids came and they said, hey, uh, we hear you're giving out king size candy bars. I was like, (laughs) no, I I, we we don't. Sorry. And then they walked away. I was like, Nicole, it worked. But I had a bag of Butterfingers and I said, if any child is wearing a Hanna-Barbera related costume, I will give them this entire bag. And wouldn't you believe it? An entire family of five dressed up as the entire Mystery Inc. gang came out. And I said, holy crap. Hey, I said if anyone was dressed up as Hanna-Barbera, I would give that to you. There you go. And one of the, like, small children was like, what's a Hanna-Barbera? And I was like, okay, (laughs) yeah, maybe there there might be someone coming around who has never seen Scooby-Doo. Or they just don't care about the names of the creators, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. Can you tell me who writes Bluey or Daniel Tiger? Oh, Bluey is uh, probably, (laughs) it's an Australian bloke, of course. (laughs) So, I don't know, Claudia Doherty? It's definitely Claudia Doherty. Known for... The creator of Bluey. Her book, A Hundred Facts About Pandas. I don't know about her book. It's very funny. certain... It has a lot of panda facts. It's fake facts. It's a parody book. And a lot of the Amazon reviews are, my kid bought this for a book report. A waste of money. He got an F. That's hilarious. I hope that's real. (laughs) I hope it's a real thing that happened. It is. It is. Do you want to discuss this formula of Scooby-Oo? I do. So you um, you kind of have a more detailed formula laid out. And I have, I kind of have consolidated them into kind of main points. So why don't you give me the first one and I'll tell you my matching point. Okay. First, the gang is traveling to a location, event, activity, etc., but is interrupted by what we'll eventually find out to be the villain's activity. Or in later episodes, they hit a rock and somehow that dislodged a cord yeah. in the mystery van. This is the the step that I call the goof. So they're going, they're doing something. There's some kind of goof going on. Sometimes they're traveling and they're, uh-oh, it's a goof. Shaggy's reading the map upside down. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Shaggy and Scooby went to get pizza and they're on their way back from pizza mm-hmm. and they, they goof into something. They're traveling around. They see a knight in a truck, a suit of armor, and they're like, oh, we're goofing. Or they're just on a night beach 
hands deep, forearms deep into the sand. And you're like, what the fuck is Shaggy doing? And then it's like, oh, we're digging for clams. Okay, I guess that's something (laughs) you would do right now. But it's weird that there are so many scenes where they're just we need to incorporate this. They're just at the beach dead of night. <laughs> you don't go night beaching? Oh, uh, there is a Howard Kramer song advising against that. Yeah, you know, I'm from Florida, so I did a lot of night beaching. I'm from we're, we're peninsula pals because I'm from Michigan. Yes. And I'm from like right on Lake Michigan, so my friends would night beach a lot. I was like, "Nah, I only go to the beach when it's almost storming, so there's huge waves that I can just slam into." <laughs> So Michigan is like the little mitten of the United States and Florida is like the little peen. Oh, no, it's a, it's a big old deedle. <laughs> OK, so another thing I notice is oftentimes in this goof stage or sometimes in the next one, there's like animal hijinks like Scooby gets into it with a gopher or something. Oh, yeah. Scooby loves getting in fights with cute, cuddly creatures. He'll steal a piece of cheese from a mouse <laughs> have a run in with a talking bird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just he's always getting in fights with animals. It's like Scooby, get along, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's a pot, and I've noticed that's like a potential kind of little flavor thing. It's not really part of the formula, but it is something they use often. A lot like the uh, Velma losing her glasses. Mm-hmm. I can't see my without my glasses. That happens in like most, but not all. I know the exact page that mostly happens. I have that written down. That's why you've got the research and I'm the goof for the episode. Uh So uh that was the first stage, the goof, or they're traveling to a location and they get interrupted. Yes. Next is we meet around three people of which one or sometimes two will be the villain. And then usually one is an obvious red herring of like, oh, of course, that's the person. But it's like, oh, no, that's just too obvious. Yeah. So for me, that that next stage is just like the location. They get to the location Mm -hmm. where there is some kind of mystery. And I I wrote like they meet around two people. Yeah, it's two or three people. One of them's the villain. Yeah. (laughs) Every time. And uh, and if you've only met one person in some of these early episodes, guess what? That is the villain. That is the villain. Literally, the they do not give you more information than you need. And I think in some of them, you did not meet anyone. And it's like, the, oh, yeah, the magician episode. <laughs> They're like, you see a cop and he's like, hey, this. Oh, I know who this is. This he's wanted in six states on felony charges. Amazing. Then they catch a, a, a magician. Yes. So, yeah, there's like some and the, it, it's always associated with some kind of location, whether it's like a castle or some kind of fort or so, a <laughs> mine, a hotel, amusement park, an amusement park. Did I say museum? Because that happens a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's it for three for me for number two. The next thing is generally they'll go mystery hunting and then. Shaggy and Scooby will see the the villain. They'll report back and then are made fools to say, well, you didn't really see that. And then everyone sees it and they're like, oh, my God, it's that person. They ensue. The gang gets split up. That's my next point of the outline. Yes. So that's the the sections that I call the ghoulie. There's some kind of ghoulie afoot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
coming Shaggy out of toilets. Scooby, usually they're 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 watching Shaggy and Scooby through like a keyhole or something. Or eyes cut out of a painting. Exactly. And then comes the clue gathering and chasing sequence, which uh-huh. involves the party splitting up and then being chased around by the ghoulie. Uh-huh. uh-huh. And then a trap is devised, but it always fails only for Scooby to luck into capturing this person. I wrote down lick into it, but that only happens in when he licks all that cotton candy off. Hell yeah. Same thing. I wrote they catch the ghoulie with its own tricks. Mm-hmm. Well, they try to. They set up a trap. They devise some kind of complicated trap using whatever stuff the ghoulie has been using to spook them. And they catch him. Well, they try to catch him. Scooby fucks it up and then mm-hmm, mm-hmm. redeems himself. Yeah. And then villain is revealed after uh, capture, say, the meddling kids. And we Straight are. Straight ex- to jail. Yes. And we are explained what it, their plan was and how they did whatever extravagant, phantasmic things they did. Exactly. And that's it. That's it. That's the end. We're done. We did the podcast. Yes. Formulaic. (laughs) It's not us writing scripts, you fuckers. It's us just telling you the formula so you can do it yourself. Right. Now go get out there. Write your script. Mm -hmm. Report back to us and we will sell it for Uh you. Yeah. We are and by that, agents. We, I mean, we're going to put our names on it. Oh. And then someone else is going to give us money for it. And okay. you won't see any of that. You want to know what? That's a little more lucrative. Then we're getting 90% split in two, of course, because well, both of our names would be on it. Instead of us being agents getting 10% splitting it in two because we're both the agent, of course. Mm-hmm. This is more lucrative. We steal. That's what great artists do. Exactly. I'm glad we're on the same page, James. I think we're going to have a very successful partnership. Yeah, we're on page one, that is, of this. But let's start filling in the things we need. First, did I write down all, like, the... Uh, we need... The monster, which will lead us into a mystic mystery, which will lead us to the location or setting, which will lead us to the motive. So I think first we need the monster, which will also like give us the setting. I I think it should be that monster setting, mystic mystery, then the motive. And then by using that, we can start filling it all in. Yeah. So I was thinking I actually made a list of potential villain names. These aren't really the monsters. Some of I mean, it could be monster, but these are more like unmask and it's like it's so and so or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I figure we could start there. I could run these by you. All right. And then we could see if any of them spark our imagination. They spark joy. Okay, the first one on here, Boris Bandersnatch. Boris Bandersnatch. All right. (laughs) <laughs> they, a lot of the names in Scooby-Doo have kind of alliteration. Mm-hmm. We've got Professor Pustain. Professor Pustain. Okay. Uh, Frank the Baker. Oh, Frank the Baker. That's nice. But Frank the Baker seems more like someone being affected by the mystery opposed to the actual. I think I was in that one. I was motivated by Carl the Stuntman oh. from the Ape episode. Okay, okay. The Ape Man episode. <laughs> the Ape Man episode. Dr. Jessica Hillman. I like that. Old Man Muffin Top. Oh, okay. That could, uh, he could be 
maybe Baker Dave's dad. I don't remember yeah, the name Frank of the baker. The baker. So maybe Frank the Baker is being haunted by Old Man Muffin Top. Yeah. That's good. I'll write that down. I'll star that. The Spooper. Th- that one's on the top of my list just because I don't know what it means. <laughs> Neither do I. I just thought it sounded good. The Mailman's Mom. The Mailman's Mom. <laughs> I guess that is that a... V- that's just a normal person. That's someone we meet. I, okay, because I was still thinking, you know, you take off the mask. The mailman's mom. Okay, all right. I like that. Uh, a dead dog. Just a dead dog. <laughs> like Resident Evil style dog. A dead dog. Um, Sheriff Super Soaker. Sheriff Super Soaker. I like that because maybe, th- okay, this one might be the best. He's, are we setting this in the 60s or now? Because it could be like, well, I'm just real pissed off. They're taking away our guns, putting goddamn can't, they wouldn't say God, they, ding dang cameras <laughs> on our bodies. And all I have is a Super Soaker filled with a, a light black pepper solution inside of it to deter villains from being able to see me. So in the, in this scenario, he's like a NR. He's mad because he wants more guns to kill people. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, or yeah, pretty much. Or it could be what's his? What was his name? Sheriff Super Soaker. Sheriff Super Soaker could also be. Oh, I like this. They go to a water park and there is a a water gun area, and he is Sheriff Super Soaker. And possibly something went bad at this park. Maybe some kid got some chlorine chemical burns and he needs to hide it. Or because of that, they're going to shut down this area of the water park because it's it's too dangerous. Sheriff Super Soaker is like the mascot of that area. So someone is dressing up as Sheriff Super Soaker to harass children. Yeah, yeah. Or to, to like really scare them maybe it's uh, i don't know like it's instead of water it's like ectoplasmic goop that makes kids uh, what would make i guess like kids get diarrhea that's why you wouldn't want to be in a pool (laughs) i think maybe if there's a scary man shooting them with a water gun kids will run away like i don't think they have to get diarrhea uh, it's it's just like hey it he how's he making us get diarrhea well he's <laughs> inside the super soaker is just romaine lettuce <laughs> okay can, let me finish my list okay. i only got two more okay dan all right and the last one tim tebow tim tebow uh, <laughs> this is good because we could even though it's not Scooby-Doo, where are you? It's new Scooby-Doo movies or guess who Scooby-Doo or Scooby-Doo and guess who? Yes, it's that one. The newest series of Scooby-Doo incorporates like, hey, you you see Weird Al, you see Cher, you see that um um singer with um Sia, that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, she's Sia's there. there. Even Sia. Uh-huh. The Rizza, the Jizza, all of Wu-Tang <laughs> Clan. I'm kidding. That would be an amazing episode. So maybe t- we saved to the Tim Tebow. I don't. I didn't know this was a famous person. I thought I just came up with a fun-sounding name. You knew Tim Tebow was a football player. <laughs> he was on the Broncos, I think. I don't know what you're talking about. So what I'm hearing, okay, so I think we've got two pretty solid ideas out of this. Yeah. One is the bakery. Mm-hmm. 
so so we're what we're finding our our location. So we have old man muffin top haunting a bakery mm-hmm. or sheriff super soaker causing havoc and mayhem at a water park. Yeah, I I kind of uh, I think we can incorporate two things. Tim Tebow, he <laughs> started a water park, founded a water park in Denver. And this sheriff super soaker is going rogue and making kids leave, which is bad because Denver, mile high up, doesn't have a long summer for water parks. So it's really cutting into his profits, into not even profits, just cutting into operation costs that can just stay even, cut at zero. What You know the word I'm looking for. So I yes. think we could combo both of those. James, I'm. I love the way your mind works. I'm so happy we're we're collaborating. Hell yeah, hell yeah. So, Tim Tebow. This is the background knowledge. We'll find this out later. That Tim Tebow has opened a water park in Denver. Very short season. Mm-hmm. The things have started to really creep up on him because the mascot Sheriff Super Soaker has come to life. Yeah, it comes to life and scares children away, and no one wants to come to the park. Yeah. And okay, so we know the location that the gang is traveling there for. And in Be Cool Scooby Doo, they say things like, oh, this is my favorite football team, which is uh, do not watch that episode. They say the G word so many times, and I'm like, what the fuck is this show? <laughs> uh, I guess it's a moth. That has the G word in it, but it's being changed now. But I did not know that was a real moth. So them just saying like G word moth. I was like, what the fuck is this? And Nicole's like, well, that's a real name of a moth. It shouldn't be. I was like, oh, okay. At least it has some. uh, Because I was like, you could have just called it like the goofy moth. And that's it. That would have worked better for it. But Shaggy and Scooby or Fred is a big fan of that. So we could say one of them is a like huge either Tim Tebow fan. I don't know who that would be. Or, hey, I heard about this park and it has this huge ride kind of like Verruckt at uh, I forget the name of the water park also Verruckt no longer because it decapitated a child oh my god that's the one that decapitated a child James there's a song by Howard Kramer about Verruckt before that happened of saying like that ride I don't want it it's too large just make a long water slide that's all I want why do you want thrill seeking for summer and then he's like hey I don't want to say I told you guys so because it's a tragedy but you know i was i was right so i think it's like a thrill seeking ride or just it's a relaxing whoever we want okay let me suggest that maybe there's like a heat wave it's a really hot (gasps) day and so they and they're driving by this water park okay you know, so so we can have antics inside the van where they're going like, oh, I'm sweating like a pig or a Great Dane. And then you cut over to Scooby and he's like sweating. Oh, yeah. And he's going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, OK, so we have that. Uh, should we just start writing? Because I think yeah. we, we know the name of it. It's called. Scooby-Doo and Super uh, Sheriff Super Soaker. Sheriff Super Soaker is the name of the. But is that what they usually have? Is like the uh, the titles, you know? Yeah, I think right. it was. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. There. Here's the the some of the names that of the episodes that I was looking at. What a night for a night. 
a okay, clue okay. for Scooby-Doo. Hassle in the castle, mind your own business. You've got some puns in there. What the heck is going on? Okay, so then uh, let's just call it Wet and Wild, even though that's wet the name wild. of a park. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wet and weird? Because, yeah. Because, like, if it's like spooky. Wet and wily. Okay, wet and wild, wild, wily. Yeah, wet and wily. Written by, what? what's our, should we just code name for us, formulaic? Yeah. All right. Or schlames. Or the Peninsula Pals. Peninsula Pals. Okay, so we start out, it's daytime. The van, the mystery machine is, is, is going along. There's mountains, right? Because we're in Denver. Oh, okay, so it's interior, or I mean exterior day. Mountain, you said? Yeah, mountain, a uh, um, um, mount, like, okay, it's because it's, we're talking Denver, right? So just imagine there's like mountains in the background. Mm-hmm. Mountain road, yeah, that sounds good. The mystery machine's just like going by and it's got like heat waves coming off of it. Like you can see it's hot. Okay, all right, then this this would be a shot, I believe. Yeah, I think that, you know, we getting the format and everything right, we can work that out yeah, later yeah, yeah. Uh, out of the listener's time. Well, I mean, we, we, that's part of it. Is So I guess this this is an action. So Yeah, it's an action. Maybe you should be doing the typing because I'm terrible at it. Are you better well, at typing? I'm pretty good at typing. Okay, all right. Let's let we'll switch over and that sounds better. Okay, hold on. All right, yeah, exterior mountain road day. The mystery machine travels along a hot road. Steam rises from the pavement. Oh, you want to know what we should do? We'll do like a a, a mirage bit where that's a great idea. Scooby and Shaggy think they see some fancy restaurant. Or just like a mountain of hamburgers, but as they pass it, it's just, I want to say a mountain of skulls, but no, that's too dark for this. It's just a, I think, oh, this is good. It's a groundhog or a gopher hole, like really build up. And the the gopher is going like, as they pass by and then Shaggy and Scooby's like, oh, bother. Scooby, Shaggy, and the gang are sweating inside the van. Oh yeah, and th- then we'll we'll get your uh oh Fred adjusts his ascot. I like that. <laughs> Everyone looks really uncomfortable. Except Daphne. She holds sweat well. Don't don't put Except that in. Daphne who holds sweat. <laughs> okay. Yeah, keep that in. Keep that in. Well, I'm that- keeping every goofy thing, James. All right, this okay. Is, we're trying to be funny. We're not right. just trying to be uh, good professional podcasters. We're being funny guys. Okay, and then character should should Fred say this or Daphne the the thing the line oh, where you were like Fred. Oh, oh man, we're sweating like pigs here. Or, or uh, people say sweating like a dog. And then uh, yeah. uh, then it should say Velma should yeah. say we're not sweating that much. And then they look back and then Scooby's just. Like it's a water park back Perfect. there. Perfect. Okay, I'm just gonna uh, fudge this for now because I don't think that it. Wow, it sure is hot out, Shaggy. Yeah, I'm sweating like a dog. I I think it. So I think it shouldn't be Shaggy though. It should be someone okay. in the front seat, which is Fred, Velma, and Daphne. 
Well, but Daphne looks perfect. She holds sweat well. Yeah, yeah, So maybe yeah. Daphne will say, wow, it sure is hot out. Okay, okay. Fred will say, yeah, I'm sweating like a doggy, Vin. <laughs> and Velma will say, we're not sweating that much. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cut two. Scooby is absolutely drenched in sweat. Ooh! It's coming off of him in buckets, baby! Uh, and, uh, it should, we should also have Shaggy with buckets, like, <laughs> capturing it and then pouring it out the back window. Shaggy is literally catching the... <laughs> Sweat in buckets and dumping it out. And then what's something that people say when like a ship is going down? Like, um Mayday, Mayday. Yeah, yeah, you saying Mayday, Mayday, uh something about the hull or something. Mayday, Mayday. There's a hole in the hull. Like <laughs> We've breached water, Scoob. <laughs> like we're taking on <laughs> On too much water, Scoob. Uh, we should also say, like, dogs don't sweat. Like, we forgot that. Like, there's, I, maybe we're thinking of too many jokes, but there should be a callback of, like, like Velma or, no, Daphne should say, like, wait, I thought dogs don't sweat. And then... Maybe this is a callback to the mystery. What is that? Mystery Incorporated fans. Shaggy says they do when they drink as much hot dog water as Scoob. <laughs> and then like maybe he has a water bottle that just says hot, like premium hot dog water on it. <laughs> okay. So that would be a little treat for fans. Yes. That's a, that's fan service for you right there. Wait, I thought dogs didn't sweat. Okay, and then we've got Shaggy saying, they do when... <laughs> when they down as much hot dog water <laughs> as, as Scoob does. And then it flashes to him, like, Schweppes premium hot dog, or Oscar Myers premium hot dog water. Scooby is sitting there with a huge jug of premium hot dog water just downing it like the champ he is hell yeah and then he takes it off and he goes ah oscar meyer right <laughs> because what we that's their the, kellogg is out guys oscar meyer is in for supporting and sponsoring hanna barbera television shows thank you oscar meyer we uh -huh. are Forever in your debt? Yeah, for real. Okay, so then do we want a little mirage bit? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so they something maybe Shaggy should just say like, "Oh, Scoob, I sure am hot." Like a like it's cut to like it. A few minutes have passed. Clearly, like it. We see the outside. Yeah, cut to the outside. Of it, it's driving along. Then we go back in to reestablish, like, hey, this is a little bit in the future. There's no longer just buckets of sweat in there. So maybe they're like entering the town. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. It, 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 it my OCD right now is frustrated that you're just doing really everything in character action. <laughs> um, we, because we're going through this, like, as a 
goes and I don't know how to use this program. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to take the time to to be like, because uh, then you would have to like cut out those parts. Yeah. So I'm just going through it. And then but I'll learn how to use this so uh-huh. that in the future, if I'm writing it, I can just make everything perfect as we go. Yeah, and it what, won't bother you. What we'll do is we should both print out what all those icons mean. So then we can just like tab, tab, tab. Oh, that's the character icon tab. Oh, that's the action one. Oh, that, that, that. And then we'll be yeah. good. Sounds good. The mystery machine enters the city. It's a beautiful yet steamy day in Denver, Colorado. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We're on page two now, guys. We're on page two, baby. Look at us go. Okay, so now we're going back into the mystery machine. Interior mystery machine day. Shaggy looking outside. Longly looking outside. We should say that. Shaggy looks longly outside. Longily, what does he say? Oh, Scoob, what I wouldn't give for, I guess it shouldn't be a, a, a hamburgers because hamburgers are hot. He said, boy, what a, what I wouldn't give for a mountain of pudding right now. And then he says. Or a gazpacho. Oh, okay. I like that. Uh, but it has to be some kind of weird flavor, maybe like strawberry anchovy or something. Yeah. Strawberry anchovy with an olive on top. With an olive. Okay. Oh, Scoob, what I wouldn't give for a strawberry anchovy gazpacho with an olive on top. And then Scooby goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then he says, yeah, 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 olive on top. Yeah, 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 because he does that bullshit in the older episodes. Okay. And then we're... <laughs> and then Scoob or Shaggy's looking outside and he says, wait a second, Scoob, I see it right now. And then they both look outside and then it's a mirage effect. And they're like, whoa, it's the, just this mountain. It looks delicious. And then zoom out. And then it like unmirages. And then it's just a groundhog hill. And the groundhog's going. Meow, 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 meow. Perfect. Yeah. So the groundhog, is they're getting mad at the, so the groundhog's just mad because they're looking at yeah. it. Yeah. Okay, got it. Out the window, we a large bowl of red soup. It looks chilly. It has an olive. I was thinking gazpacho was like uh, gelato, not <laughs> soup, and that's my bad. Of course there would be an olive on top. Well, I mean, I don't... A strawberry anchovy gazpacho sounds insane. Oh, and that's... Oh, the strawberry. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I love Scooby. Okay. Then we see Scooby and Shaggy look at each other, blink, rub their eyes, look again, blink, and then wipe their face off because I saw them fucking do that in an episode. It's like the, Scooby doesn't need to be looking at this and holding on his weird actions for such a long time. Write all that in, too. I'm kidding. Don't do that. Scooby and Shaggy look at the bowl, look at each other, look back, wipe their eyes, wipe their faces, do weird actions. Hell yeah. I like that. That's I like that. That's what I got out of that. The bowl resolves into a plain old gopher hill. The gopher. Here, let's capitalize that. Gopher uh-huh. wags its fist, shakes its fists. Gotta have good actions here. Shakes its fist. At the boys. Annoyingly shakes his fist. With annoyance. 
And you can tell he's got a boner. And you, okay, <laughs> no, no, you want to know? Uh, he say he holds sweat well. <laughs> Perfect. And we could edit this a little bit afterwards. I mean, this is all rough draft stuff, you oh, know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fred then says, Gang, look, a water park. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And Velma's like, Wow, it's Super Mountain run by <laughs> my favorite football player, Tim Tebow. My favorite football player and televangelist. Christian, yeah. <laughs> And televangelist. And Velma is canonically uh, extremely Christian. Yeah, except when she's canonically extremely Jewish. <laughs> but th- that means you, can, you can't, I don't, I don't know, eat meat, but I could still say like, hey, my favorite meat cooker on TV is Flavortown himself. That's true. You're right. You can have a favorite of something that you're not exactly a participant in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, um, to here we want to have Scooby going, Rim Rebo. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rim Rebo, <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. Or, I wrecked a run of his rib. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, he says that, and then uh, Shaggy goes, oh, cut rib, oh, baby. And then... Scooby says, no, I said run of his rib. And then he, uh, Shaggy goes, oh, barbecue, (laughs) something like barbecue. Wow, Scoob. And then everyone up front says, you guys. Hell yeah. Gang, you guys. Page three, baby. Page three, fuckers. Page three. They stop the mystery machine. To a dead halt. (laughs) As... Oh, should we? Should the mystery machine also break down because of radiate? No, no, that's throwing too much on there. Well, we- I mean, the, well, like that's the say. Okay, so after we say, "Gang, look, a water park," uh, maybe Daphne will be like, "Let's stop there." Let's stop there to cool off. It should be like, and good thing I just got my new bathing suit. I got a new bathing suit. Good thing I just got a new bathing suit. And you want to know what we should shout out Howard Kramer in here and say Velma, because she's a nerd, says, like, good thing I'm double gogging. Throw something in for my friend, okay? (laughs) Maybe that isn't the place for for it to go. Just (gasps) because we already have a flow there, you know? You want to know what? No, no, no. Howard Kramer, we will write into this script because you have to give your friends work. Howard Kramer will be working a concession stand that sells goggles by the two, by the double. So in case you lose one or a friend couldn't afford one, you are able to gift them because you, you... you do unto others as you would do unto you, and double gogging is the most gracious thing to do during the summer because it enhances someone else's summer. So, do you think Howard Kramer is the villain? No, 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 no. Is no. he the one dressing up as as Sheriff Super Soaker? No, obviously it's the Gopher. <laughs> the gopher's not involved. Okay, I was thinking, you know, the gopher could, like, be in a mech suitor of some sort. Okay, yeah, that fits the formula. Yeah. For sure. Okay, so the gopher from the beginning 
Right. Okay. It all makes sense. That's why the gopher wants to scare people away from the um, the water park because people keep driving in and looking at its gopher hole like it's a bowl of gazpacho. Yeah. Or just they're encroaching on the gopher land. The ancient gopher land. Oh, actually, we should have someone outside just like fighting for the gopher and they are the people. Okay, great. That's a less dumb, stupid, fantastical idea than my, he's in a mech suit. He's like the alien in Men in Black. (laughs) I was totally going along with it, too. But Okay, so we're exterior, outside the water park. Yes. A single protester stands outside the park holding a sign that says, Go far for gophers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other side of it says, water park equals water farts. Water park equals water farts. Yeah. you want, That it, makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Protester. Are we going to give the protester a name? Yeah, the protester's name, it's got to be like gopher or like some like hippie ass name. Uh, oh, how about like Melanie Molehill or something? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like it's slightly the same. Okay, uh, okay. Let's see. What does she look like? She is middle aged. <laughs> yeah. Brown hair. Uh, brunette. Tall. Should Gotta we give her some character? She's tall. Should she be? Uh, no, let's not. No, no, no. We even though it's funny. To be like, oh, this is the villain, obviously, once we see her because she's a white girl with dreads. No, no, no. We we don't need to do that. (laughs) Um, She wears a blouse with a frilly neck. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I got. Okay. And a blue blazer over top, despite the heat. Okay, I was going to say like, uh, and then says, surprisingly, she holds sweat well. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she holds sweat. Perfect. Protester. Will you spare a moment for the gophers? And then Velma says, uh, oh, I'm trying to like, I'm thinking of like what I do in those situations. And when someone like locks eyes onto me, I say, yeah, what's up? I wish we I wish we knew like scientific facts right now. Hold on. Let me actually I'll pull this up right now. Okay. I want to know the Latin name of gopher. Gopher, I'm putting this in our chat. Velma will say, oh, do you mean the Geomieda, the burrowing rodent? (laughs) Yeah, say, oh, do you mean the burrowing rodent of the Geomieda species? And then what would be like a a gopher nut? What would a fan of gophers, she, she says... Like, oh, are you a gopher nut? I don't. Yeah, let's just say gopher nut because that sounds real stupid. And then, so Velma's asking if she's a gopher nut. Uh, no, no, uh, she. The, so the protester is like, oh, I, I found someone who who speaks my language. You must be a gopher nut as well. And then Velma says, no, I'm just a student of science. Jinky. Jinkies. No, no, just one jinky. A single jinky. Yeah, jinky. And then Tim Tebow comes out. Yeah, Tim Tebow, yeah, comes out and says, please leave. How many times have I told you comes out of the park? Oh, let's hold on. Exterior, outside the park day, the parking lot, 
is surprisingly deserted. Yes, okay, thank yes, for we a needed hot that. Summer day. Wow, my Siri started talking to me for some reason. Yeah, because you said Siri, what's my parking lot all about? <laughs> what's my parking lot situation, Siri? <laughs> okay. Tim Tebow comes out of the park. He looks kind of sweaty. Okay, yeah. He holds sweat fine. He holds sweat just okay. He mama bears this sweat. <laughs> Not in the Goldilocks zone. Okay, Tim. He says, Christ almighty. <laughs> he has to bring up God in every single line he says. My Lord and Savior. <laughs> How many times have I asked you <laughs> to stay away from my park? And she says, it's my First Amendment right, pig. And then she spits on him. <laughs> Wait, no, she spits, but it evaporates before it can reach his shoes. His, uh, have you ever, <laughs> have you seen the Instagram <laughs> pastors in, in kicks, I think is what it's called? Yeah, no, what? It's someone who is like a, clearly a sneakerhead finding like uh, televangelists and takes a picture of them, you know, doing a sermon. And then on the second pay, the second photo on the Instagram is what shoes they are wearing. And they're generally like $500, like Nike's type style shoes Jeez. of like calling out their, their hypocrisy. All right. We got to get moving on this. Uh -huh, uh -huh. So We're on page uh, three, Jesus. <laughs> we have like 30 minutes left. Okay, so at this point, we're going to have... Well, t Tim Tebow should say, uh, not y you can protest, but not on the property. Please do this on the street. Something of that ilk. You don't have to go home, but you can't protest here. And the protester, while running away. Welt's running. But that's where the gophers are. And then she runs away and she kind of goes, Mah! And then Fred says, gee, gang, what was that all about? And then they walk up to Tim Tebow and somehow Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah, because Tim's like desperate. He's thirsty. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, no, don't don't worry about that. Just uh, some gopher issues. Uh, are you here for the park? Don't worry about Molly Molehill. Yeah. She's been on a gopher kick for weeks. Are you... All here for the park? She's just a commie red, you know? <laughs> <laughs> She's just a sn liberal snowflake, bleeding heart cuck. Yeah, I, she I, cucks herself for gophers. I keep using vernacular that they would have used in 69, <laughs> but I'm like, no, James, Tim Tebow is here. <laughs> no, who cares? It's a, We're using our imaginations, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like Ed, Maybe Ed, Tim and Tebow Eddie. is in the 60s. Yeah, we don't know what era they're really living in. It's timeless when you think about it. Yes, it's thematically ambiguous, you know? <laughs> so, we might... Oh, no, we can't do that. I was going to say, we might need to do these episodes in two parts, but... <laughs> I mean, we're going fine so far, and we have our we know what's what's happening yes. in it. So right now, I think what we can do is kind of do more, just like making sure we're getting these beats. So we're yes. now we're at the location. We've met we've met Tim. We've met Molly Molehill, the protester, mm -hmm. and now we need to meet 
Sheriff Super Soaker. Yes. Uh, th- find out Sheriff, Sheriff Super Soaker. This is what I think. We Tim Tebow asks, hey, are we here? We say yes and ask, hey, why is it so deserted? And he's like, oh, no, you, you don't need to worry about that. Just come on in. We're doing a half off. And then when we go in, we meet at the double the goggle station, Howard Kramer, and he explains to us because like he's he's a slacker type dude, star of Austin stories. Check it out on haveasummer.com forward slash shop. And he explains that people are not coming to the park because the sheriff super soaker has come to life and is terrorizing the teens of Denver, Colorado. <laughs> Perfect. The gang approaches the goggle stand. Yeah. <laughs> Manned by one Howard Kramer. Hell yeah. A.K.A. Dragon Boy Suede. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's three words, but it's fine, it's fine. There you go. A.K.A. Collaborator <laughs> with Marsh <laughs> Land Monster. Uh, A.K.A. A good guy. The first verse on Indica Inch. A.K.A. The Sultan of Summer. A.K.A. The Sultan of Summer. <laughs> there we go. When we do the episode where we do a table read, this will all be read. Yeah, of course. Hell yeah. <laughs> Howard, can I interest you in double gogs? <laughs> was that there? Yeah, double gog. Can I interest you in a pair of double gog? And then Velma says, you know, because she's all smart, says, isn't it just a pair of goggles? And he holds up two pairs of goggles and he says... Having a summer is great when you're having a fun time, but when you help a friend have a summer, that's even better. Man, you're so good at typing. <laughs> Thank you. I took a class in seventh grade. Ooh. Um, so then, okay, Shaggy and Scooby each take and apply, <laughs> put on a pair of goggles. Do uh, you want to know what? They both put on like two go- like they don't okay, yeah. understand. They put on two pairs of goggles each. <laughs> One on each side of their heads. And they they Shaggy says, "Like wow, Scoob, the world looks pretty weird with goggles on." And then Scooby says, "Rah, Raggy, like we're underwater." And then Shaggy says, oh, shoot, Scooby, that's because your goggles are filling up with your hot dog water sweats. Oh, shoot. <laughs> this is very good. Hell yeah. Uh, take them off before you drown, bud. <laughs> and then uh, Shaggy removes that, like comically, like removes them and like snaps back. Oh, this is good. This is good. He snaps them back. Water floods out, but he falls backwards and then lands at the base of the uh, sheriff super soaker. And he's like, it's the sheriff. Uh, But he isn't active yet. Or should he be? No, I think he he just looks scary. Yeah, he looks scary. We get a jump scare to him and... As they're like, oh, okay, he's it's just a statue. Scooby knocks on it and goes, and as they walk <laughs> away, the the head of it turns. Sheriff Super Soaker, the 
Water parks. Scary sheriff mascot. <laughs> yeah. This is good. <laughs> it's so good. But guys, we might this I think we should make a truncated episode. This should be like a 12 page. Oh yeah, no, we're just gonna we're going through this. We're gonna go through this real yeah, quick. Yeah, yeah, oh, like an eleven page, like when they did the uh, s- the n- new Scooby Doo show or whatever it was called in the early seventies, where it had some like Dynama episodes, and it it, it was they, they were shorter eps. I gotta Maybe. open. I have to open the my bedroom door real quick. Okay, go for it. I'll turn the camera away so you don't see my little underwear. Oh, damn. Oh, man. Shelby has been writing in my absence, just pounding. If we could get Howard to read this script, ooh, baby, it would be oh, good. Yeah. That would be great. Exterior. Park. And maybe it's... Um, Lazy pool. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's where Shaggy and Scooby are heading to the Lazy pool with Daphne. But Velma and Fred, they want to go thrill-seeking, and they say, hey, we're going to go to the, – there was this one called the Snake Pit at Michigan's Adventure. So I think the, the, it should, they should say, like, oh, we're going to go to the scary snake pit of death. And the, the other three are – well, Shaggy and Scoopy are scared, but then Daphne's like, I'm just going to catch some rays in the lazy river. Okay. So now we have them split apart, and then, oh my god, this is some horror shit that I just, okay. Well, in the lazy river, you think the scary stuff's going to happen in the snake pit, but no, 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 no. In the lazy river, there is a lone inner tube walking, like, floating down, and then descending from the center of the inner tube from the bottom like emerges sheriff super soaker perfect okay so then uh here's what i'm thinking we're getting this episode out i think typing it while we're recording the podcast is maybe not ideal yeah if you're cool with going back and dictating it yeah okay hell yeah then i think when we edit the episode and then i can just write it from what Mm -hmm. we say on the episode all right and then maybe just like do you want to still like put down like bullet points in the script yes okay hell yeah then let's do that guys daphne in lazy river well no i i think should daphne be in the lazy yeah yeah daphne's in the lazy river but she's not going to notice anything because she's like got um sunglasses on and at one of those tanning mirrors you know those things Mm -hmm. And then Shaggy and Scooby are spitting water at each other because I, I'm positive I've seen them do that unless this is another TV show that I've seen. Uh, this is why this is episode zero, guys. We're learning, okay? Emerges from the center. God, that is terrifying. For Like, <laughs> if, if, if it reminds me of that Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where it was there was a pool involved. Fuck, man, that's a scary episode. I don't wait. Was that the one where there's an alien with no mouth? No, no, no. That's the the. It's uh, watch this episode and you will have nightmares type deal. It's disgusting looking. No, thank you. Okay, so then we've got. Okay, so maybe the maybe <laughs> Sheriff Super Soaker kind of floats by them, like the audience sees it, but they don't. Yeah, and where he just kind of gets swept away in the lazy river current. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and maybe Fred and Velma 
when they're on their way to the snake pit, they run into Tim Tebow again. Yeah. And they're like, hey, where is everyone? Or or maybe they see him. He looks like frazzled or something. And Tim, our boy Tim. Finally confides is, in them. And he finally like, confesses. He's like, you know, things were going so well. Thing- <laughs> Velman. Okay. Things were going so well. But then I lost control of Sheriff Super Soaker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's no longer in the godly lord's line above. Yeah. And then friend Velmer, like, what could you possibly mean by that, Tim Tebow? (laughs) And he says, I didn't believe it myself, but some kids came running to me saying that they were being terrorized by Sheriff Super Soaker. And when I checked on it, he had come to life and was scaring off children all on his own. And he says, I've heard of... Christ's resurrection, but Sheriff Super Soakers? He says it exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he does a Tebow pose. Yeah, hell, I forgot about the Tebow pose. I, so they're like, wow, uh, there's a mystery afoot. And I think as they're walking to the this whole tent thing, we see a bunch of plants that are kind of like cut nod where they're root like they it looks like they've been uprooted but they don't have roots on them and those are kind of like sprung up about and that's where hey that's a that's technically a clue and maybe clue. like she says jinkies this is a clue because obviously the gophers are assisting our criminal at like getting around the park so is she getting around the park through like holes? Yeah. Gopher holes? Yep. Hell yes. Hell to the yes, James. Well, I, I you, love it. Fuck, we should go back and like say that uh, <laughs> she has like good nails. Like you can see like dirt, not only dirt under her nails, but they're like stocky nails. Okay, good firm uh, shovel-like nails. Yes, yes. Shovel-like hands. <laughs> she shoved the shovel-like hands yep. of a woman who loves gophers. When when her hands are like fingers together, it looks as if it's just one fused shovel. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, meanwhile, back at the Lazy Riffer, Daphne's still tanning, but Shaggy and Scooby decide to go find a snack. Oh, hell that's what they yeah. do. They're going to go, they're going to find hot dog stand. They're going to find lemonade. They're going to find whatever. And uh, Howard Kramer also works at the yes, hot dog yes. stand. And they ask him why. And he says, oh, I was fired from the double. I was fired from the <laughs> goggle concessions because I was handing out free goggles. So everyone knows Howard Kramer notoriously would work a job and generally get fired within eight hours to seven days of getting that job before he worked in comedy. So this is a funny specific of his life. I love that our, that this, this initial episode of this podcast is a uh, tribute to <laughs> your friend, Howard Kramer. To, I, to someone I admire so much, Dragon Boy <laughs> Suede, Howard Kramer, watch his stand-up special over on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> He's not paying us, but if he does buy this script, Ooh. then he will pay us. Hopefully. Okay, so next we're going. Okay, we got Shaggy and Scooby go get food. 
Okay, so then how? So Howard Cramey, Cramey, our boy Cramey. Oh, you. Oh, and you want to know what? Because he keeps getting fired. He mentions his, all of that. And so that plants this. Oh, also, I forgot to move my camera back. I apologize. He that plants the seed of, oh, maybe he's vindictive, even though throughout all of this, he never sounds like he is mad about getting fired or replaced into different, lesser, desirable areas of the park. Okay. Um, he also holds sweat well. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He does. He has magnificent skin because he he's on that raw vegan diet. Exactly. Exactly. So maybe he he he's like, oh, I have to go check on the sunblock stand. Would you guys mind watching the food? Oh, yeah. And Shaggy and Scooby are like, hell yeah, I'll of watch course. the food. Which will get him fired from that <laughs> later on. They're going to make uh, some huge hot, like the a hot dog with like every single topping available, including like ice cream, whatever kind of food they have there. These guys are putting it on a hot dog, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And then they hold, so maybe they, they make it, they hold it up to their mouths and they're looking out like the, the food service window. And then when they move the hot dog out of the way, Sheriff Super Soaker is there hell holding yeah, a Super yeah. Soaker at them. Yes. Pointing then, it right at them. Then a chase ensues. We really, yeah. uh, but we need to just come up with some beats that happen in that chase. R I okay. need to write this down because will the last time we see Howard Kramer will be... Uh, I'll, I, I need to write that down so I remember it. Okay. So I, I was thinking maybe even Sheriff Super Soaker shoots his his water gun and it knocks the, it like sprays the hot dog, ruining all of their work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's horrible. It's really sad. And that's what puts us on their side, yeah. you know, on Shaggy and Scooby's side. So they run. They're running. Okay, so we're thinking beats for the chase scene. I'm thinking they got to step and slip on a boogie board. Oh, my God, of course. So they, they and, and you want to know what it slides into the wave pool and somehow they're surfing on it and then they're surfing on it. That's perfect. And so they're running. It, it takes them over to maybe outside the snake pit where yep. Fred and Velma are getting out and they're like, wow, what's what's the commotion over here? And they're saying Sheriff Super Soaker. Yeah. And then Great. they say, all right, let's look at that. And then from there. What will happen is they go back to see Daphne and Daphne is still on the lazy river. But Howard Kramer is there straining the water and they <laughs> he says, oh, I got fired from the food stand because I let you guys eat all of that. And you guys left a huge watery mess. But now Tim Tebow has positioned me like what what like has tasked me to strain the pee out of the pools they ask <laughs> how is that possible and howard says i don't know he said he blessed the strainer with the power of christ or or he says i was here's what i think we, you were going with it. it was like he tasked me with straining the pee out of the pool and they're they're like how do you do that and howard kramer says i don't know i just started calling it ool Oh, hell. Okay. Yeah. That's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing I've ever written. And also I'm more in love with it than I've ever been with anything. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so then we know well, that there's a actually, watery mess. Can I do a, a slight, uh, we called Punch it the it lazy, up, baby. we called it the lazy pool. So yeah. 
he doesn't even have a strainer in his hand. They asked, like, well, why don't you have a strainer? And he was like, oh, I just took out the—I already took out the P, and then he has, like, a Sharpie in his hand, and he points at the sign for the lazy pool, and it says lazy ool. Perfect. Visual gag. Yes. This is a visual medium. Hell yes. You're, you're mine, James. <gasps> I'm so impressed. Who? <laughs> so that's another clue. The water in in the super soaker could be a clue. Maybe the watery mess that they find or they go back to the stand or maybe they walk back to find super, Seraph super soaker and the statue's gone. Yeah, that I was looking to like on facts about gophers and I was seeing like what their favorite food is. They like succulent vegetation. Maybe <laughs> it it's like a little viscousy and it has like it, it seems like cactus water. Okay. So it's got a little bit of of like goo to it. Mm-hmm. And Velma's like, that's interesting. It smells like this kind of cactus or whatever, some kind of native color Denver plant that or, gophers eat. Or it could be like heavy in aloe. And maybe we should have put in like she the, the one lady holds sweat well. And maybe they like um, Velma and Fred ask because they don't. And they're like, hey, what kind of deodorant do you use? And she says, oh, I just use an all natural aloe vera cream. And then we're like, oh, okay. And then that is inside. It's like an aloe vera watery mix. And then we start stringing those together. Because one thing our, uh, Scooby-Doo Where Are You does not do is let you string clues together. It's just like, hey, uh, this is what we decided in the end. Yeah. So you want to have more audience involvement. Yes. Okay, great. So they can actually solve this puzzle Instead Perfect. of being like fed the information after the fact. So mean, so while they're looking for these clues, maybe they're talking about Howard Howard Kramer being like uh, he's been fired from a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. And but they're still, you know, during this part, I think formulaically, they're all they're just kind of like gathering clues. They don't really talk to anyone to like gather clues. They just kind of go around and get yeah. chased by Ghoulie. Yes. So maybe they go see the statue. Like you said, the, the water is a little viscous. They go see the statue and there's a hole underneath it. Oh, yes, and, yes, yes. And they're like, whoa, it's just like the hole we saw, you know, over wherever next to the rooted plants or whatever. I am realizing that we're pretty much using a major plot point of meet the Deedles. <laughs> I don't know what Meet the Deedles is, James. Find someone with Disney Plus and watch Meet the Deedles tonight. <laughs> okay. All right. So they're, they they see the hole and they they should also see some of the same roots around yeah. there or the rootless plants and like the same viscousy water. And then that's when Velma and Fred say like, oh, we know what to do and how to capture this villain. Okay. And, And then from there, they start setting up the trap. Should the trap involve the snake pit? The trap should absolutely involve the snake pit, the natural enemy of the gopher. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. Also, we should say when they're talking about um, Howard Kramer, hey, is he he seems suspicious. Daphne should say, I don't know. And like she peeks from her her sunglasses and looks towards him and says, he's kind of hunky. There we there we go. Too he's hunky kind of a, to be a villain. He's kind of a dish. Yeah. He's kind of a 
beef beefcake. I'm a little keen on him. Exactly. You gotta be nice to your friends, guys. If you're putting your friend, we'll put we'll put Sean Marciniak in the next one. I was about to say <laughs> when you were coming up with potential villains, I thought you were going to end with after saying a dead dog. I thought you were going to say in Sean Marciniak. <laughs> that would be a good one. He's a he's a villain to me. He's, yeah. He stole our hearts. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the trap should be pretty much. They're going to my snake pit at Michigan's Adventure was three like intertwining you. I mean, like not they like the tubes were intertwining, but people didn't like intertwine with each tube. I think it should be kind of that. But they reposition the tubes to kind of like smash together like you're, you're then in a loop and you won't be able to escape. Or they have, you know, because we have to make sure it can fail. Mm-hmm. They have like a net on the outside of one of the, or or there, one of them is standing down there, like Velma or someone is standing at the bottom of the one that Sheriff Super Soaker is supposed to come out of, and they send like Scooby down because he's the bait, but Scooby's Velma's supposed to wait to like put the net up. But then she loses her glasses and can't see without her glasses. I I was thinking because we could call back to another bit that we've kept doing is Scooby needs to trap them inside that uh, inside the thing. But he doesn't hold sweat well. So he (laughs) overflows the tubes and then that and he goes rut row. Yes. (laughs) And the tube bursts. So then it never makes it down to the net. I think we could just like end it quickly because well, okay, wait, okay, no, well I, here here we go because then they look up and Sheriff Super Soaker is like hanging from the broken tube mm-hmm. going rah ah and then they're like we got him. Yes, that's a much better idea than me just saying they after it bursts they just fall from like a two-story <laughs> height onto cement and they're like oh jeez. So so then the the um the like firemen and police or something get Sheriff Super Soaker down mm-hmm. and they and then they go and they unmask or maybe while Sheriff Super Soaker is up there their its head gets knocked off yeah while while she's struggling and they're like oh, it's Molly Molehill and she says, oh, and I would have gotten away with it, too, if it weren't for you and that med- those meddling kids and that dragon boy suede. Yeah. And then the as the police take her away, Tim Tebow is like, I guess she was using the, the mole, the gopher holes to get around the park. And uh, he also explains, like, why she <laughs> was doing this, because the park... The, all of the traffic was disturbing the gopher research that she had going on. I'm kind of on her side now. Yeah. Uh, and that there was going there was a planned expansion that would have encroached into gopher territory and would have displaced their natural habitat. Exactly. We've got this. And she was using the aloe vera not only because it's a reusable thing, but it would make the floors extra slippy, which would cause children to like have a a slip fall and then go home, which would also increase the lawsuits against 
the park, effectively getting it out of business even sooner. Exactly. That works. And how would so so I think for the end, Scooby has to have some kind of interaction with a gopher. That um the let's have the gopher have double goggles on and then Howard <laughs> Howard Kramer just starts singing his song Double Goggles. And that's how it ends. This yeah. is perfect. Okay, I love it. Okay, so we're going to have this written out. Hell and yeah. And I really think we should schedule a, a reading of it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Man, this, this went well. Of course, you know, what, where are we at? In hour 36? Yeah, and we were goofing yeah. for the first part of it. We so did I it. think I think we did a good job. I think we've gotten some details hammered out mm-hmm. as far as how this is going to run. Yeah. What else? What else do we have to say? Because uh, I, I think we just wrote like we just dictated a, an entire episode of this yeah. thing. Also, I would say um, let's save the, the project. I don't know if it auto saves. Maybe copy paste whatnot. Yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to put it in a Google Doc. Hell yeah, brother. Just so it's backed up. But yeah, I think this is plausible. We can in uh, technically under an hour and a half or, uh, you know, because we spent like, I think, 30 minutes before we started writing. This is doable. We did it. We're going to keep doing it. This is proof of concept. Well, we work things out. Concept proved. Yeah. Proofed of D12. No, oh, is that a rapper? I yes. w- you have a lot of information that I don't. Yeah, he he was uh, just such a fucking good rapper. Like you <laughs> listen to him and you're like, yeah, you know, he's just like rhyming the last words. But you you really listen and dissect it, and you're like, oh, he's rhyming like every syllable sometimes, but so effortlessly that you don't even notice. It doesn't like seem overwritten, but it technically is. Oh man, he's so good. Guess we're sucking his dick on this episode. Yeah, all uh, yeah. We're I have sucked so many dick on this episode. <laughs> all right, uh, how how are we ending this? I guess you know this is an episode zero. We will. So our our plan going forward is this was to work out the kinks. We will. Do an episode, then once the script is fleshed out, like every other week, it'll be us writing a script. Then the next one is we'll get our performer friends onto a a call, and then we will do a table read of that script. Then the second week, we'll, or the, you know, two more weeks, we'll write another script. And if we ever have guests on, they will pretty much be experts on whatever show we're doing. So they don't need to really come prepared to be able to write stuff. It's just like, hey, how do these people talk? Like, I love Power Ranger, or I guess I love Super Sentai. I've seen some Power Rangers, but it's very formulaic. I know a lot of people who are diehard Power Rangers fans because I'm in that fandom. So we would have someone on who knows all of this stuff to help us 
be better prepared because we can't just sit down and watch a hundred episodes of that show. It's that that's not possible. So that's it's just not possible. Yeah, that's our our plan going forward. And I hope you guys enjoyed us writing this script. And I hope this also helps anyone. Like we're buffoons, but I we're hope, absolute goofballs. Yeah. Yes, but I hope this helps you if you're trying to write scripts. Realize like. You don't need to write fucking True Detective season one. You can <laughs> write Big Bang Theory, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, if you if you feel like writing something, write something. People, you know, like James was saying earlier, talking about spec scripts. People write spec scripts for TV shows to show that they can write a TV show. Mm -hmm. Guess what a spec script is? It's fucking fan fiction, dude. I was, yep, I was going to bring that up of... How come fan fiction is shit on, but, oh, spec script. Oh, I'm writing my exactly. spec of Carol in Charge. Is that a, <laughs> a show? Charlie in Charge over at Starbucks. Listen, what we're saying is you don't need to hold uh, writing. You don't need to be precious with yeah. it. Just, just do it. Get it out there. We wrote the phrase possibly seven times in a script. <laughs> Hold sweat well. And it's going to sound so good and you on that know table what? read. And it's funny because from the other room, I heard Nicole laugh at the phrase <laughs> out of context. Hold sweat well. <laughs> Wonderful. All right. Well, that we did it. Yeah. Plugs, baby. Oh, plugs. Okay. Listen to my podcast, The Rom Complex, and follow me online, Twitter, Instagram, at R2Shelby2. Yeah. Hey, guys, go over to MLMPod.com to find out information about my many other podcasts. Shelby has been on two of them, Shuffling the Deck, an ICP podcast, as well as Mostly Speaking Sentai, a Super Sentai podcast. Beautiful episodes. Also, you're on that Bible Man one for Mostly Speaking Sentai. Oh, baby. Yep. And head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive podcasts and it's the best way to support us. This is an episode zero, so I don't need to shout you $10 patrons out. You know, people maybe of your name is Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defo, D hyphen, F-O, Two Grapes, A-K, or Kayla, A-K, Two Grapes, Jordan B, <laughs> The Chaos Witch, Joshua, Nicole's brother, Steve Barnes, and the woman which I emerged from, my mother. Yep, those are all of them. I'm going to pick a favorite. My favorite from that one was Steve F. Ooh, yeah, he's good. He's hit people guy. You know him. Yep. Oh, and also- Big fan. Listen to my music under Marshland Monster, which, you know, I've done songs with Howard Kramer, the very aforementioned one. <laughs> All right. I, I think that's it. And and the end. Yeah, there Finn. we go. Uh, wait, how do you end scripts? Is there like a fade, the to, end. fade, fade to, to black? black? There we go. <laughs> See you guys. Bye. It's a blueprint of real.